0: We're available on Facebook as Latin Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and ¡Vamos Orlando!
1: Welcome everyone to Loud and Proud Orlando, it's September 1st, we're starting September with a bang, uh, 8.37pm, thank you so much for being live with us, this is LPO Live, Uh, drop us a like, subscribe, double click on the notification bell, subscribe to our channel to support us, Uh, definitely I will have to say, we'll we'll read all your comments first and foremost, but um, we are third guys, third in the East, yes we're third. After a little civil war there, you know, Team Captain America, team, uh, you know, a little civil war, we came up, we overcame the obstacles, and obviously we are third in the East. You know, we we were projecting when we first started the season that we were going to be in this position, and I'm so happy to say that we're actually looking very good. Now, obviously, Wilde Cartagena and that double pivot surely was missed. In this uh, game against Charlotte, the conditions of the pitch were the, the they were really bad. But amongst all, uh, I like the reaction of the team. Uh, you know, when they were faced with a, with adversity, uh, bouncing back that is definitely a, a great feat. Uh, a massive one point away against Charlotte. Now we have even a tougher fish to fry, in my opinion, which is Cincinnati. One of the top teams in the East with one of the MVPs in the league right now, uh, Acosta. You know, uh, one of the top goal scorers. But we have Facundo Torres, you know. um, There's a lot of things that people are talking about, you know, why Angulo didn't start and things like that. We'll discuss all of that and more as well. We want to give congratulations to Messiah Bright, NWSL Player of the Month. So definitely exciting for the Orlando Prize striker, uh, you know. So, very happy um, to find that out. So, and also, um, you know, Papi, you know, right? I, I, I said it. Yeah. I said I was never going to call him Papi. I was like, Papi, Papi, Benaki, Papi. You no, know? great. Uh, he's, 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 he's shutting mouths, shutting the haters up. Right now, if you ask me if Orlando <laughs> wins against Cincinnati, Orlando's coming with a really high momentum. I think the highest momentum we've ever had if we beat Cincy uh, to crucial derby games, right? Uh, Obviously, NYCFC and then Inter-Miami. And if Orlando comes out with a win, I mean, I'll say Oscar (laughs) signs for a couple more years. Now, what are the fans going to say? Oh, we need to move on. You know, we need to, you know, Maybe. But, you know, it's up to the discretion of the club, but definitely they're making good strides. Uh, the numbers are benefiting not only the team, but also Oscars, um, you know, stands here in the club. So everyone's happy. The team is winning, is performing very well. Obviously, always things to, to, to be better at, right? Like finishing the play and all of that that we'll talk about in just a minute, but definitely excited. Uh, here's John with me uh, today. We're going to read some comments before um, getting John uh, live. Victor Sanchez, Papi Colombia, carajo. So thank you. JCBs, buenas noches, everyone. Let's go see. Good point on the road. Fantastic, yes. Vamos Orlando, carajo. Let's be in Cincinnati. Zero. City Lions 85. How are you doing, my friend? Orange. Like West Orange High. How you doing, my friend? John, how are you, my friend? How's everything?
2: Good, buddy. Yeah. You know, another uh, three-game week for us here. So it was nice to have a game on Wednesday to watch, even though I would have liked to have won. But I don't know. There's something about Charlotte, man. Uh, what is it? What is it about them, Luis? We struggled in that, that game. We should have won at home, which we lost. And then the Open Cup, we lost. And then, you know, this game, we were we're on top. We should have got three points. But one thing I will say is they are also, you know, On a a streak of form and they are playing fairly well themselves um so i I, i'm looking at this one i think there's a lot of factors that ended up in the reason why we got a draw um you know just unlucky with some calls uh you know playing on turf the midweek game something about the fact we can't seem to beat charlotte um all of those things just kind of ended up with uh you know just us not being able to get the three points like we'd hoped on the road but we rescued a point with Martin Ojeda's, you know, everyone out. everyone's thinking that the man is crossing and he's shooting, Luis. He's shooting for wherever he wants. Um, I think if you remember earlier in the season, like early, early in the season when he first started playing for us, he would do a lot of those shots from really far away, like an open play from that distance. And we were like, one day, one of those is going to go in. And it just came off of a corner. I mean, I'm else? glad it was today. It's- I'm what a hit by Martin to, to rescue a point. So that was great to see him on the score sheet and uh happy that we didn't go home with an L from Charlotte.
1: Yeah. Uh, something that affected tremendously in Charlotte's performance and Orlando could have definitely turned it around and won the game too. They were really close was the injury of Brecht, uh, Brecht, the DG, did I guess I'm going to pronounce it that way. I don't, I don't speak, uh you know, French or whatever that is. Um, S- sincerely, I mean, he was definitely being a threat um, with uh, Bronico and sidurski you know, but uh, once he came off, I think um, Junior and Dagger did a better job at that point to to definitely p- push the team a little forward. Um, now, I-, I will say the conditions. Now, you have to understand uh, there was a hurricane happening. that passed through Tallahassee and then went all the way up there. Now, The weather conditions in the pitch. Number one is turf. Obviously, uh, playing in the league, you have to get used to playing in any type of surface. But I felt there was a lot of imprecisions in the passes in in the touching of the ball. It seems like the ball was like completely. It was slipping a lot, and it was kind of. If you've seen you know goal, how it bounces and then it goes in. That is pitch conditions. So, uh, in a way, it went into our favor, for sure. A, f- a fantastic banger from uh, Martin. But those wet conditions meant that some of the passes were probably a little slower than, than we wanted to. And uh, that made, because Charlotte knows how to play in that pitch, his performance to, to be a little better. If we would have played this game in Exploria, I guarantee Orlando would have won that game. Uh, in, in my opinion, I think Orlando was a better team, uh, and uh, it definitely, I love the way they bounced back. Phenomenal game by Cesar Araujo. I think he ate up the mid. Um, People are saying that he played uh, a little aggressive, but I I don't think so. I think he was just trying to definitely make sure he, you know, he usually gets a lot of help from Wilder, and, and I kind of felt a junior was east into that position and it started working okay but it was not the same type of press because junior is more of an attacking player in my opinion somebody that will go more into the attack so um good for Cesar Araujo Robin he's fine guys thank Jesus he's okay you know but we'll go from there let's read some comments real quick Victor Sanchez, Orlando need to stop Lucho tomorrow. There you go. JC Beast, I feel like Oscar has found his rhythm and the team is playing well with each other, for sure. Buenas noches, everyone. Uh, Let's go OC. Correct. I'm uh, very happy with that. Um, Obviously, I will say that, um, you know, uh, the Copetti thing, right? Both of them played in the same team before, Racing uh Racing Club. That's how you will pronounce it in English, but it's Racing in Spanish. Racing Club, a big team in in, in Argentina. They knew each other, they had a little history, and it showed. I honestly felt that was not a penalty. Uh I feel like Enzo was uh he sold the play very well. I'm kind of quite surprised why this that, that didn't go to you know further. I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that that PK, uh, John.
2: I mean it's a bit of both, Louise, right? Like Capetti he he knows that if he gets in front of the ball that someone's going to try and get the ball, and he just needs to get a leg in there. But also, if you watch it back, Schlegel's, like, almost got his back to him when he throws the leg in there. So, it's a bit of both. Like, Schlegel, it's it's classic for him, I would say, Luis. You know, like, last week I talked about how he had such a good... Sorry, last week, earlier this week, about how he had such a good game um, at home. And then this game he just goes back to what we we see a lot from him was where he's sometimes a bit clumsy or you know he just does something that's unnecessary and you know there there was um, Jansen right behind him and Pedro so he didn't really need to throw that leg in there and because you do and Capetti is a smart striker who knows that Schlegel, like you said, is probably going to throw a leg in. He kind of played off that, and yes, it's a very soft foul, but there is contact, so you can't really argue that it's not a foul. It's just one of those, at least, that's like, really, you're going to give that, and Capetti, yeah, he kind of bought it, and, and Schlegel shouldn't be doing those things. We, we hope, and that's the, the problem we have with Schlegel is it happens a little bit too often, and when it happens, it, it costs us a goal. And this was a prime example of that situation. I think it's one of those that we could complain, but if you look at the rules, you're going to say, "Is contact, you know, in the box? Is that enough?" The ref looked at it. You know, it's arguably a very, very soft penalty.
1: And then uh, this guy right here. I mean, that ball that he got, that save. Uh, I mean, Charlotte had the goal to go on top of Orlando with that a header by Derek Jones. And then Pedro just came through, man. I'm telling you, in the best he's such in good shape. He almost got the penalty too. He went the yeah. right
2: way. He just couldn't quite get there with that other arm.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely happy for for Pedro. I think he he's coming into um into a good momentum. He's very uh, Orlando's quite quite famous in in Peru. Yeah, you know, you, you, know uh, you know, I think it'll be good for Orlando sometime to do like Luis, a friendly you need game. Uh,
2: you need to tell some of these other Peruvian players to come play, you know, be like, Hey, look at Wilder and look at Pedro, you know, you guys Yeah, I mean we would love know, to we, I mean there's we, a lot of we talent a center back and a right back next season, I think Luis, so you know let send some more Peruvians over. I
1: throw it I throw it I throw the the bone right here right now in the in this show, knowing the, the Peruvian situation. Alexander Callens, former NYCFC center back, iconic for NYCFC. Right now, he's selling hats and hot dogs in, in Spain. He's the sixth option as a center back in Spain. He left NYCFC when he was a top five center back in the East to go to Spain for the dream of playing in Europe, Right. To be relegated to be the sixth option, they need to bring him back into the MLS right now. I don't know if it's like any team, dude. Like, but I mean, the, the, the he's a great defender. The problem, and he could play right back. He could, you know, he could play a left back and center back. So, you know, uh, he has a, that dual positioning. And I'm just so sad to see that one whole year going to waste, one whole season going to waste. For this dream of playing in a small club in Spain is a very small club, Girona. Unbelievable, but here's the goal from um, El Golazo. You know, look at look at the people, look at the Charlotte fans right here They're yelling. There's people that are punches and everything because of the rain conditions. Do we think
2: he was shooting, Luis? Do you think it was just a I think really he was, nice cross that everybody. I think gets? he was
1: a very nice cross.
2: Yes. It's a beautiful ball.
1: Yeah, look at that. Yeah, yeah, he was crossing.
2: <laughs> he I mean, was... I'm, I, I'm like, someone should, I was, at the time, was like, no, someone get that. And then I was like, wait, it just fell in anyway. And everyone I... was so surprised.
1: I praise uh, Salim, which I'm so happy that he's in there, and the depth of Orlando. I'm telling you, Oscar knows these players from OCB, man.
2: They're, he's going to ease them up. Uh Luis, apart from the beginning of the season, that's the only time that we've seen, I believe. I think it was it was AC was injured at the beginning of the season yeah, and he couldn't start, so Salim was getting some some time. Um, and so, you know, I, I think Luis, I would say we need to see him more because I'm very worried right now about the Jansen and Antonio <laughs> Carlos situation uh, for good reason. We see this every year, dude. I mean, they're great center backs, but they have injury problems and they get tired. And you know, f- there's a reason Yance is treading on his own. Yeah. Antonio is still waiting I feel to come bad. back from injury. We need guys to step up, so we need Salim to get minutes because he's going to be used at some point. It's going to happen.
1: And I think Oscar saw the same thing with Angulo in this game. He wants to give him a rest because he knows he's going to need him against Cincinnati. So obviously, you know, if you think about it, you pick your poison, right? You know, Sharp- You know, mano a mano against. Charlotte, we are probably a better team overall. So he probably felt, okay, this game I make him rest, let 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 him not do the whole th- wear and thread of these games back to back, and let let me rest him. Uh, Antonio Carlos, I, I've and this is my own personal opinion, not to knock him as a person as a player, he's a fantastic human being, fantastic father player, but I believe. We're watching the last season of Antonio Carlos in Orlando City jersey. I mean, um, Orlando, if they want to reach that MLS gold, we can have our starting DP center back injured uh, twice in this twice in the year, and you know it's not it's not him. It's situations that happen within the game, but that's probably why you're seeing, like you said, um, uh, John uh, Jansen training by himself and trying to recoup as fast as I can. And you are you're completely right. We need to see more Kibu Gunji. We need to see more Abdi Salim. And I love this ball because look, if Abdi would have been not with the team and he would have he would have just jumped and tried to head it, but he saw probably how the ball was coming and he just didn't do it. He just didn't move. He just let it pass. And because of that, because everybody is so concerned of him going for the ball. They lost track. Jones lo- loses track of the ball, and then it bounces down and goal. So um, they all
2: expecting to head it.
1: Yeah, good, good positioning. Yeah, good positioning by by Abdi, and it shows that he's definitely meshing well with the team. Let's read some comments. Banjo, I remember seeing AC wanting to leave next season. Correct. JCBs would love to see more of the Selección in in the team. I agree. I don't think we're going full throttle this match knowing that we have Cincy tomorrow, correct? I I agree. And for us not going full throttle, I'm happy. I'm happy. The amount of times that Galese has saved us this season is insane, club legend. I totally agree. He's uh, the Adrian Venter of our our generation.
2: (laughs) I mean, how many years were we were like? Who's a goal? You know, it was the <laughs> years of Bendick and you know, like Earl Edwards Jr. and all these uh, guys. Yeah. You know, know.
1: What was the the guy who had the long hair? Man, well, I forgot his name. Guy with the
2: long hair. Uh, I don't know, man. We had so he many. Ended up, he, he ended up goalkeeping for, for the Galaxy. I mean, our Rowe, first ever Rowe, game. Rowe, Rowe. Remember Rowe? Rowe, Brian Row. Yeah. Rowe. I mean, our first ever game, Luis, in MLS. We had um donovan ricketts in goal yeah. so we've never until pedro we never had mm. a goalkeeper who was like up there as one of the best in the league and we could just be like you're <laughs> solid put you in goal we know what the, we're gonna get out of you and so you know sometimes pedro has a game where i'm like mm, maybe that wasn't your best like but the last
1: one 90 mm-hmm.
2: percent of the time he's coming up with saves like this that Get, keep us in a match. And that's what you want from a, a keeper. And There is
1: another goalkeeper, exciting goalkeeper brewing in Peru. I'm going to give the, the hint of uh, Ricardo Moreira is watching young kid coming up, getting his first year playing for um, one of the biggest clubs in Peru, Universitario, Diego Romero. He's taller than Galese. He's uh, 18 years old. But he's, he's like... I mean, he's, like, making one-handed saves like Pedro. He's, like, already, like – he's already really excelling in the – He's in, in the, the Pedro school, man, already, In the first so. division, yeah, yeah. So, he's he – uh, uh, if, if you all want, like, a, a player that is on the up-and-up, young kid in case Pedro leaves, I mean, he'll be a great option.
2: Uh 300- think Otero's got a big uh, future ahead of him as well eventually. I'd like to see him get – Yeah,
1: some, like, uh, Otero. Otero is fantastic at yeah. some point. 300 saves for a pulpo. Correct. It was announced today. 300 saves for Pedro Galese. I will have to say the best goalkeeper Orlando has had with all the respect of obviously the legend Miguel Gallardo, because Miguel Gallardo playing in in USL. I will say different
2: eras. Like you said, different eras. Yeah. You know, he won
1: championships also for the lions, but it's different eras. And, uh, I still want the throwback Orlando City kit. We should have a throwback
2: kit. Why can't we have a throwback kit? Luis, next year will be 10 years. Exactly. Oh, Orlando. Don't Unbelievable. Worry. Things are happening. I'm All sure. right. The powers that be know how to please the people. I they know how to do a retro kit.
1: Lou Manoc. Luke Manok. Luke Manok. Thank you so much, Luke. Definitely saw Dagger Dan out of his de- out of his depth at moments. Would like to see him slowly integrating to the team since he's been introduced into a new position. But solid performance overall, of course. Da- I'm impressed with Dagger Dan. I'm actually drinking the the cool your Kool Aid, uh, John. Definitely, I'm drinking it right now, <laughs> right here, straight up. Um, what a what a player. Um, He's definitely a breath of fresh air in that position as a right back, man. Do you think it was his game uh, against Charlotte?
2: Yeah, I think he, you know, he's gonna have off game. Like he's, he's a box to box mid who were asking to play right back. You know, he he can defend. I don't th- I don't disagree that he. I don't think he can't defend at all. I think that's unfair. I think if you look at the game before against. Um, uh, St. Louis on Saturday I think he defend he was our best defender. He put in a lot of challenges in that game. So it was just this game he seemed to struggle. It depends who's he's against, right? I think certain wingers are going to cause dagger and more problems. But I think also Luis, this whole game our wing backs weren't able to get involved. Like Santos on the other side wasn't able to attack at all and I think both of them just the way that Charlotte play they really overload those wings, and they kind of there's a lot of two v one situations. So we just weren't able to, you know, be the protagonist and push our wing backs up like Oscar wants to, like we do at home. So I think, in some ways, that was the case. I thought Louis maybe this was the game for for Kyle Smith. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's saving him for Cincy. Um, it's going to be interesting. I I wouldn't be surprised if we bring out Dagger because he wants to put in Kyle because he thinks Kyle is more defensively solid for the Cincy game. Um, but I, I I agree. Obviously he's learning the position. It's not ideal. Maybe Mikey's going to come back soon. Uh, but really, I think between Dagger and Mikey and, and Kyle, we just got to keep rotating and seeing which one is, is hot and, and which one isn't. But this was just one, you know, not so great game from Dagger, but. I don't see any reason why he can't keep playing that position for us.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with the position that uh, Degerdan is playing on on as a right back. Uh, I love the depth that the team is uh, having, and uh, like I said, you know, uh, now that T- Cartagena won't be here and Pedro won't be here, I think we need to definitely. Um, in my opinion, we need to definitely uh, have some of the young core of OCB step up a little bit, you know? Maybe Juninho could come play also. I don't know. I, I didn't – and this is my opinion. To me, it, it's not been a good season for Felipe. I don't think he's he's been very um,
2: – I think Urso is preferred over him now as the correct. third option. Yeah, and, and he just arrived, <laughs> Like you know? Um, Felipe just doesn't seem to I don't know whether he's just told to go on and only to defend he just doesn't seem to get in the game like I don't feel like he's contributing a lot when he's on the field you know what I mean I feel like he's he's not involved weirdly enough
1: yeah correct I, I agree but either way I mean it's a draw that puts us uh, like it shows here third in the east Thanks third. for that. Uh Philly lost to Toronto. So happy about that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, to Toronto. Toronto. Thank oh, you, man. Insigne. Insignia. You're my boy. And uh, we're third. You know, we're third. We're a point above Philly. Obviously, we're not gonna go and say we're we are the champions, you know, we're we're gonna win the league. But it's definitely very exciting to see Orlando third I I don't think we've ever seen Orlando third and in, uh, in MLS and uh, history so for the people that <laughs> I would just like to dedicate this uh let's just not bicker guys let's just we all unite and be and we and, and all friends guys look Orlando's third let's be happy about it let's enjoy it let's enjoy it let's keep winning. We're definitely going to need the good vibes because the team is playing, to me, a team that, you know, even the points show, it's on a league on its own right now, and it's flying, uh, which is Cincinnati, has one of the top players in the MLS right now. I think um, the story of FC Cincinnati and how they came about is similar to Orlando in a way. Um and I will have to add that they found the, their, their identity this year. And that's been the big key of their success. Uh, and also their fan base thriving and what, being patient <laughs> and not, like, stop supporting them when things get tough, right? And being toxic, right? But definitely working towards one common goal, which is probably getting the supporters shield and playing CONCACA champions. And I think they deserve it, right, John?
2: I mean, yeah, it was, you know, I've been listening to Extra Time for a few years, not so much recently. But uh, when I was, the first, you know, few years of the, since you were in the league, the Extra Time guys were, they were a, a joke. please. <laughs> that they were a joke yeah. on that show, as in, you know the wooden spoon, the Cincy, because those first two or three seasons, you know, I, I felt bad for them. We would beat them, would t- happily take the points every year, but th- they were really not great, Luis. And now they figured it out, and they've got some incredible assets on that team. And honestly, I don't, I don't think they, they can be caught. I think they're, unless they really mess up, I think they've got this. This, you know, they're ten points ahead. On the supporter shield with a team of that quality, they'd have to get a lot of injuries and form would have to go really downhill. I think for them to to give it up at this point, so I fully expect them to go away and and be the you know supporter shield champions and and well deserved. And they've done it with losing um, I forget the name of the striker they lost in the summer to Europe, uh, Brandon. No. Begins with a B. I can't remember, uh, but they still have Vasquez and they have uh, Luciana Acosta and they yeah. have um, Barrial uh, on the left left back position. They got Miazga. You know they've got they got a lot of asses. They almost beat Miami and knocked them out of you know one in the league's cup until they gave it all up in the last twenty minutes. So they're, I would say the best team in the league. I don't think there's anybody else who would. Would debate that. I think it's pretty unequivocally obvious that they are the best team this year.
1: No, I agree. Um, and you know, some of the talk of the town that's happening with Arjun Kara, I think it's important to touch on that. Um, it's leaving. He's leaving the. According to rumors, because it has not been confirmed by the club, right? It's still. It's not. It's not being no, confirmed.
2: it's one of those. It's like I think they're. We're all assuming it's as done because it's been reported by many there you know by by sources like you know tom uh, bogart tommy scoops on twitter and everybody else who are reporting that it's basically done and it is happening um so we're all kind of assuming that it is 100 percent. but like you said until the club right actually announces it you know we're all sort of like oh okay i think it's just the details louise i think they are i agree at the point where they've agreed on a fee and urchin definitely wants to go so i think they're just figuring out the details
1: this guy is the it's not a you're not watching um the sopranos you're not watching goodfellas this is yes the dawn of some, samsung Spore. samsung sport in turkey man i don't want to mess with that guy i don't want i don't want him as my boss either
2: uh, that's urchin's up, new gaffer right there
1: that's urchin's new gaffer right there he he they won the league the second division league uh right here here's the cup here's his uh his medal you know, the, the second tier. Right. And that's how they became a uh, part of the Turkish superliga this season. And according, yeah, to Tom Bogart, I mean, we cannot say, I mean, we can speculate, right. And say, Oh yeah, he's leaving. Uh, of course. And yeah, we're going to report it. Like we did in, in last episode, the rumor that came about from NYCFC source and all of that. But, uh, Tom Bogart says right here in a statement, Orlando City can confirm that a transfer of forward Aaron car is currently being discussed. Obviously, he will not be available for tonight's match in Charlotte. The club will not provide any additional details until terms are agreed and all paperwork is completed. So if the club has not announced it yet, it's because it's not signed yet. Deadline, yeah. I mean, unless it's already happened and they just have not released
2: anything. It might just be that they're not ready to release it, and then the club salmon sports right. or but... to announce it yet or something. Like sometimes one club says, Can right. you just not because the, it the, yet?
1: the deadline ended already, right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. well, no, no, the Turkish deadline is a little longer than Still longer, the, right? Than the regular the European deadline literally closing today, tonight, mm-hmm. whenever you're watching. Um, but the Turkish deadline, I think, is weirdly slightly longer, if I'm not mistaken. So I think they've got a few more oh, okay. days um, to wrap that it. one up. I want to say on this, release, for some reason, we I don't know why I had it in my head that we'd signed Urchin Car for $8 million. I think that's completely wrong. We signed him, we think, for 800000 So oh. <laughs> when I was considering this, well, and I was like, wait, difference. they can't afford to make the money back. Well, that's a difference. I don't know where I got that in my head, so... um Sometimes I have, you know, I've got to fact check myself. So we signed up for about 800k, and I think they've probably done a deal to sell him to Salmon's For I, mean, I was looking at their history of transfers, they shell out like you know 100, 200k here for a player. So mm-hmm. I think we probably sold him to them for very little money, something that they can afford. But the big thing for me is that we're getting his wages off the books, at least. And if you look at, you know, which is released every year, the wages. Um, Urchin Carr is our, our highest paid player this season, you know, base salary of 1.8 million and a guaranteed two million. Um, so the nearest after that guaranteed top figure is Faku on 993. So he's making double what Faku makes, and he's not producing the same amount. So if we're looking strictly from a numbers point of view. It's a good yeah. a good reason to get him off the books, as he's our most expensive player who's on the bench, and in a salary cap league like this, it's just not a good use of resources. So, I think he was keen to go back to Europe. We're keen to you know figure out someone else a striker, thought. bring someone else in. Not now, we can't do it now unless it's a free transfer, and I don't know what kind of quality free transfers we're going go to get. Um so really we're just freeing up that DP spot for yeah, guys.
1: For... This is not FIFA that you can no. go to the free agent pool, <laughs> yeah. There's and not just nine like, of uh, somebody from here. the somebody from the Bolivian uh yeah league. You know what I mean? Like I mean, for there, free. there
2: are some free agents we could probably put together a list, Louise, but I don't think they're right, planning but, to replace yeah. him. I think the fact that we've seen Jack Lynn play more is a very big indication and the Jack praise
1: is... that he got from yeah. Oscar too.
2: Yeah, I mean, he put in I'm a, a defense. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, he really worked hard. I think someone said that he uh, made more tackles than Felipe when they both came on, which I found well quite an interesting. So, stat. that, according um, to my but notes, yeah, beer, I think it's it's pretty much done, Luis. From what we if
1: Kara if Kara leaves and we put pull an Inter Miami, right? We, we dress up like, like flamingos. Ojeda oh, hey, may be brought has the ability to be brought down to a tam gam player, but to a, a target allocation money player, and then the league allows now four dps. We can certainly see Orlando City get three dps on the off season while maintaining all our all, all our locker room.
2: Yeah, I yeah, that' what we should do. That's and definitely I think, exciting. I think the Wilts are quite happy to throw money yeah. in, man. I think they're like... Someone was talking about the money they just recently spent with the Vikings. And if they're investing in the Vikings, <laughs> that's like... We're a drop in the ocean, you know? Like, really, they, they've spent more money than we've ever spent, I think, in Atlanta City. And and they've spent some. Like, I think we bought... Faku was our most expensive player, right, ever. Uh, so, and I think, what was he, like... Thirteen? Yeah, I want to say. So...
1: That's like you a know, other teams in the <laughs> <are> out, <laughs> out
2: there dropping twenty, you know, even more now. Like the 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 level that people are willing to invest in this league has gone up massively. It so I don't really think we different. should go out and just start, you know, breaking Correct. the bank. But I think Very that good. we are able to go find more guys for eight, ten million that are top quality young assets that we can hopefully sell. Right, like the with Faku, it's you bring him in for 12, but you may sell him for 40 in a season or, you know, two. So that's the idea. And that's, you know, look at what Tiago Amada is an example. Like, I imagine that they're going to end up selling Almada for, you know, 50, 60 million.
1: A lot. So
2: that's what you want to end up doing. I'm all for getting in an older DB9, I think. You know, someone that is guaranteed to get us goals. I think that's a good. I don't think we should be just relying on Duncan Ooh. going into next year, especially that he might end up going to Europe as well. I have, a, so I have an idea. We have to replace. I know you want Romelu Lukaku. That's your boy. Um, the thing is, Luis, Romelu Lukaku is currently being paid something outrageous by Chelsea. Like. Three hundred thousand a week or whatever. (laughs) So if he wants the, that's why he's just writing out that contract. They keep sending him on loan to try and pay off some of that crazy money they're paying him not to play for them. But what we need is a top top quality striker like Romelu, who's you know not too old, but then is out of contract, and we could bring him in for free or if they're younger and they're willing to come, I'm, I'm all for that. Like, let's go find somebody, you know, of the Faku or of the Ojeda age, like 23, 24, 25, to play up top that maybe we could sell for, for money in the future.
1: Oliver Giroud, too old.
2: <laughs> no, Giroud is too old, man. Come on. I'll take Lukaku, but Giroud, <laughs> he needs a Zimmer frame. Come
1: on. <laughs> Oh man, you know Tammy Abraham will be great. You know, uh, Tammy Abraham from from a former Chelsea player. I mean, he. Be, I mean,
2: uh, we need I have somebody full who play. was once a a big guy that's like maybe not cutting it anymore. <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking like uh, um, oh, there's so many options. You know, Antoine we,
1: Griezmann,
2: maybe. Look at that. May. Uh, I not? want someone a little bit younger, though. You know.
1: Bantuan Grisman.
2: Alvaro Morata. I don't know. I think we need someone who has done very well recently in, like, France or Italy or Germany. And, you know, maybe wants to keep we playing. We want to break and, the bank. And, yeah, wants to come over to Forget America. Get You know, Get ball again. I like that, would be, yeah, that would be nice. But... We can yeah, talk all day, Luis. That's what we got to do in the offseason. Yeah, no, no. Let's come up with our list of desired, <laughs> desired number nines for Orlando. Yeah, I'll
1: get like the whole Peruvian team. Oh, Obama Yang. Nah.
2: I think he's too far gone. Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, mate. I think as an attacking mid, I would think, yeah. Jesse Lingard. I think he could be very good in this league.
1: But uh, definitely, you know. What's coming for us for Cincinnati, right? It's gonna be uh, a big. It's gonna be a big game, you know. Uh, also, um, they have not lost at home yet. That's another thing that we're forgetting to mention. Cincinnati has not lost at home yet, you know. What does Orlando to me have to do to get the win? Score first. Orlando has a percentage. Uh, I don't know exactly the number, but when Orlando scores in the first 15, there's a higher margin for us to win that game. And uh, it's, 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 it's true. So I think Orlando needs to take advantage of the set pieces like they've been doing. They need to, you know, make sure to score. Now, do you feel, John, that Duncan is on a scoring drop? That he's
2: like, you know,
1: dripping, he's not scoring as many goals as we wanted him to?
2: I I don't want to be harsh on Duncan. I don't think that that's fair to the guy, right? I think that he he's now got a lot of pressure on him from being just the rookie and, you know, us throwing him in games and being like, show us, you know, what you can do, see if you can do it in this league. He's gone to being, you know, the guy that we're relying on up top And I think that's a lot of pressure. Um, I think this last game, it was just you know so unlucky that he got called offside on that call. It could have been onside, it could have been off. We don't know, but he kind of needs that. He needs that open chance. I I just don't think in the last three or four games we've been we've been providing him with as many chances, Luis. In some ways, right? Like, is that partly on him? Is that just the way that we've been playing? Are we you know? Going into more of an Oscar system that doesn't, you know, feed the ball to Duncan as much. I think there's many factors for sure. He's determined to get back on the score sheet, and I don't think he's going to stop running. I don't think he's going to stop doing all of the the things that we like and the hard work that he puts in. Um, he just needs a bit of luck. I think. I think he needs to have a you know a game like that opening where Fakou played him in with the two v one. He needs something like that to happen where he can just get a goal, pick that confidence back up, and then I think the goals are just going to keep flowing again.
1: Also, um, since he has two of the best center back doing the league right now with Matt Miazga and Nick Hagland, but Hagland to me, he's horrible, horrible with players like Facundo. He is a penalty. He gives penalty to rival teams. He's very. Uh, he doesn't know how to defend speedy, uh, crafty players either on the one v one or off the wing. That's why I believe Oscar hold from Ivan Angulo. He was like, "Look, man, you probably have a lot of <laughs> you probably have a lot of wear wear and tear right now." Chill in this game, let the boys handle it. But I need you again, Cincy, because I think one of the weapons for Oscar is going to be Faku and Angulo on the on the wings, because uh, that's how you can definitely um, really make an impact. And Hagland, another thing, if Hagland uh, takes a penalty, he's going to miss.
2: Here he's already proven it. So. Why is taking a penalty in the first place? Please yeah. explain that to me.
1: Well, because he took the penalty against Inter Miami. He completely botched it.
2: I know. That's what I'm saying. But why that's did disgusting. they, you know, it's not like Antonio and Jansen. They're good at taking penalties yeah. for center back. Your average center back does not know how to take a penalty. So why he was taking That guy is not the most technical center back, right? Like he's a, he's what I call like a very basic kind of just lay the ball off type center back. He doesn't have the passing range. He doesn't have the technique on the ball. So it's stupid that they put him in a penalty.
1: So since he is flying, and one of the reasons why is because of this man, Luciano Acosta, he's on the pr- pretty much driver's seat for the Landon Donovan, most valuable player award of 2023. He definitely uh, burnished his MVP candidacy uh, with being named a league player of the month for August. Um, You're talking about um, he is fourth in assists. He leads in MLS goal contributions. Um, He also has, um, he's tied with Mukhtar for the uh, leading score, 13 goals, right? So how do we stop a player like this, you know, without Wilder Cartagena? Uh, You know, our double pivot was perfect for this game. And that's what I'm saying that we need to see. Or so to snap back into form, his old form, like when he used to be with um, with Cesar right there, be the, the 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 double pivot
2: duo at that time. So is Wilder not gonna be available for this one too? He should, but
1: yeah. I heard he he's I don't know. I mean, he has the team has the the they can let him go to fly to Peru. But um, from my understanding is that he's arriving in Peru on Saturday, so so he he's he, he's eligible to play this game, okay. uh, and and knowing in Wilder, he wants to play, but in the event oh, he can't, in the event he can't, I'll I'll say Urso, Urso, he, you know, now yeah, have you liked Urso?
2: I, I do. I think I think the problem with with playing Cincy and. Playing them with the the four, two, three, one is like Atlanta did that last game. And I think for some reason I've always seen it when you play the three center backs or the three, four, one, two, the Cincinnati play, I think that plays very well against a four, two, three, one, the way it lines up, cause you end up having those wide players. Um, and you kind of you're able to dominate the middle in a lot, like you overload the middle of the park with your strikers coming deeper and the wingers. So I think for us, like there's a very real scenario where we have to, you know, account for that. Maybe, I don't think Oscar's going to change formation, um, but maybe the, you know, the double pivot and, and trying to have uh, Mauricio at the 10, maybe that's not the way for this game. I, I think if you're looking at, you know, if it's a battle of 10s, Oscar's going to beat Mauricio in that battle it's just a fact. Like he's a better yeah, ten. I mean, he's a and, better. Team. You know, and then in the midfield, I don't. I think we're very strong in D mid. I think they're also just as good. I think they've got some very very good defensive mids, um. In you know Nwobodo and then Kubo, like fullbacks, where you know arguably they have better fullbacks. You know, in Barial and Halsey striker. So if we're trying to match them like on the field, I, I think there's a possibility that we're gonna get found out in some places. Um, so I want to see, like you said, I want to see us try and use the wings the way that we want to use them. Um, and I think that's why Angulo was rested. I think he's going to be crucial in this match. I wouldn't even be surprised if you see Angulo right back. I think that could be an option. Um, I think maybe we go to like a 4-3-3. I mean, we haven't done it at all. But I'm always inclined to say, if Wilder's available, let's put Cesar Wilder and Junior in there and not play Mauricio, and yet let Junior go forward, you know. But also have his <laughs> defensive solidity. I just think we, that Mauricio in the ten, I don't think he's going to be able to affect the game in this game. Personally. One of
1: the things, one of the things that I've noticed about FC Cincinnati that, um, I, I, especially after uh, seeing Inter Miami play them, play against them, unfortunately with. Lionel Messi, you know. Um, they are a great team pressuring the, the the rival. It's asphyxiating the press they do with the players that they have, in the mid especially. And even Acosta is good with the press. He He helps out defending. We need to counter that, doing that ourselves. So we need Mauricio to be back and forth. Not just pace back and expecting Araujo to take the load. But we need to, we need, they need to quit, they're going to quickly ap- apply pressure on us. We need to do the same to them, essentially. Because when we pressure them and we recoup the ball and they're going to try to, or they get the ball and they try to reorganize to go in transition, so when they retreat, they lose sometimes communications. And that's when you saw the goals with Messi and the, the Kremaski and, and Messi connection because they are, when you recoup the ball from them by applying pressure at the right times, that is why Junior has to be on point And I was bringing it up in the beginning of the pod. Mauricio needs to be on point. Faku needs to be on, pod, uh, on point. Our wings are going to become available for us to start attacking through there and then definitely open the, the you know, Pandora's box at that point and then, they're not they're, they're gonna be uh, blindsided, you know what I mean? I because think
2: we, we gotta get them to overcommit and correct. then get them on the counter using a and faku and, and duncan. Like that's exactly. that's the game plan. But I think to be able to get them to overcommit, we need to be solid at the back, Luis. We need to be able to absorb some of that <laughs> pressure before we're able to get out ourselves. And that's why I'm thinking maybe this is a game for for Kyle Smith. May you no. know, maybe we see maybe we see Junior in there instead of Mauricio to add more defensive bodies. I think um, we need to have guys who are willing to run. Like we can't have too many luxury players in this game. Right. And I love Faku, but he doesn't always do the defensive side of the ball and Mauricio doesn't always do the defensive side. So sometimes that is inhibits us. Whereas guys like Agulo will do that. So maybe Oscar will pick the guys that he know are going to, put in the pressing and defensive effort for him
1: you know and then you have uh, in their back line also uh, defensive players like Yerson Mosquera from Colombia you have um, Matt Miazga former Chelsea player uh, and you have also one of the revelations on, on Obina and Wo and Wobudow
2: and Wobudo. man that's horrible and Barrios is a big threat on that left wing, man. We, yeah. We so, so. But when, yeah, right But when, yeah. But when they're out.
1: trying to communicate with each other, it's tough on them because one of them speaks Spanish, and then two speak English, and then so that's what I'm saying about the communication. When it comes to our back line, they'll know each other for for years. We have that um, an on, on on our advantage that we we'll, can make a little bit of a, a little bit more solid uh, when it comes to quickly assemble back when they're attacking you know when they're attacking we can quickly go into position and assemble back and they know where they're going to be and there's really not a lot of talk because they play with with each other so so often we don't have to give them space to reassemble themselves when it comes to us attacking in transition that's my point how do you do that By pressing them back the way they press us you know if we're going to just be passive and we're gonna let them press us, and then we're gonna just be just ultra defending and just try to park the bus like that. Ain't gonna work because they're gonna break that deadlock fast because they got players to do it. Uh, you want to say something, John? You want to do some comments real quick?
2: No, yeah, I think I agree entirely. I think that's that's the key to this game, and I think Oscar knows that, right? I the game against St. Louis gives me hope against this game because I before that game we were very unsure whether we were able to beat the top teams in the league. Right. Let's be honest. We had not done super well against the top three or four in the West or East when we played them. Like we lost RSL, cell. We, we'd lost other teams that were up there earlier in the season as well. So winning against St. Louis for me showed that we can, we can beat anybody and that we have a game plan against the big teams. In some ways, I think we played better Against better teams, right? I think we yeah. play down to Charlotte in some way, right? I think we'll play hopefully up to Cincy, and I truly believe we can beat them. I think we're going to have to put in a great performance from the boys, but there's It'll no be, reason why we couldn't steal a win.
1: It will spark a new a new rivalry for us if we if we get the win, because we will be the first team that beat Cincy in TQL. Uh, this season. And the, those fans are not going to be happy at all with us. And they have a Cincinnati chili. And they're going to throw those chilies to us from the, from the sidelines with all the spaghetti all over. And the crackers. Right?
2: I want to say, man, I think, like, there are some really good new fan bases that have come out. Yep. I feel like the St. Louis fan base were really good, Great. New, nice people. They came it. out. And I yep. love them. I think the Cincinnati Classy. fan base is beautiful classy fan base of real soccer fans doing it right you know so i i just want to throw that out there that both these teams i think are they're you know relatively new have done it the right way and and it's interesting that a part of the country that i never would have said it would be really big with soccer right you know you think also about in
0: nashville look the nashville, flyover Frenchman.
2: you know the flyover states the heartland as it were um but st louis take their soccer serious and so does Cincy. Yeah. and. Um, and they they really come out for the team, and uh, it's awesome to see.
1: That's fantastic. Uh, let's say Luke Luke Minoc, Thank you so much for coming. I think Dunk, under the circumstances, has exceeded all and the expectation with the pressures of Karen at scoring. Uh, he has really stepped up to the plate as well as Enrique recently. I agree. I'm so sad about that Enrique uh,
2: uh, shot uh, on the post. Oh, uh, I mean that game, man. Really, like that's what I wanted to say on Charlotte was it was just down to so many minor things like the the pedro you know save that they could have scored from that right mm-hmm. they you know we hit the post with enrique duncan's goal called offside they get the penalty shell you know that's kind of a penalty oh ball just goes in from a you know essentially from him crossing it in like all of these things just it just wasn't meant to be and it ended up with you know a draw situation
1: there are some good Colombian players. I agree with you, hundred percent. All right. Well, thank you so much for everyone uh, dropping their comments. I wanted to go ahead and just quickly uh, show this video, which is uh, Messiah Bright, Orlando Pride. They uh, player of the month for the NWSL. Let's go.
0: Messiah Bright, simply sensational. Bello crossing a pride. I am bright. Simply unreal. Right.
1: There you go, congratulations to Messiah Bright. They're very happy for for her. Um I'm happy for the Pride as well. You know, unfortunately a lost for the Pride uh, on the last game, but uh definitely a great performance by Messiah Bright. I don't know if Messiah wants to play with Orlando City. You know, I think uh we need We need number nine. <laughs> we need the depth. Uh
2: I was wondering, has a Pride player ever won the player of the month before? It probably probably has, but well, maybe when Morgan was, you know, or, or Sydney,
1: Sydney too, Sydney LaRue.
2: I mean, probably a long, long time ago, but not, not in recent history <laughs> that I can remember. So, it's awesome for Messiah, and I think she she deserves it. Um, she's yeah. just such a powerhouse, man, in that league. She's just a problem for defenders. They don't know how to deal with her, her size and her speed, and, and the way that she. Is so aggressive. She's just so um, direct in the way that she attacks. It's also awesome to see.
1: I have a I have a feeling that you know I think uh, this team next year, or even like in you know hopefully they make the playoffs. But I mean they're gonna definitely be the talk of the town. I think Messiah Bright is up for the UN's women's national team contention. If I'm the U- if I'm the women's team, I am definitely watching on Messiah Bright because they don't have a striker built. Yeah.
2: We like need Messiah to start the right. uh, social media campaign exactly.
1: for Messiah. Messiah, Messiah on to the U.S. The, national um,
2: team. Yeah, step right. over, you know. Step aside, Alex Morgan. Your time is done. <laughs> it is time for Messiah. It's time
1: for, it's time for it's San
2: yeah. San Diego, yeah. San Diego, you know, to maybe up
1: you know. But honestly, I feel like definitely it's going to be great. There's going to be a watch party. Um, actually, uh, Sunday at five at. The Game Room Social Club. Uh, it's going to be uh, Oil Rain playing against Orlando Pride. So if you guys want to go hang out there, feel free to go Sunday, September the 3rd at um, 5 p.m. They'll be serving a lot of brewskis, brewskis to watch the Pride. Um, anything else you want to add uh, today, John, that we we're forgetting that maybe I'm I'm, I'm not really...
2: No, man, it's these these double midweek pause, it throws you off. I know it's a Friday. I feel like a Monday, but no, it's a Friday. Um, but I'm excited for this game tomorrow, man. Cincy, it's going to be a, a big one. When we played them earlier in the season, we weren't the team that we are now, and we still got a draw. And I don't think they were really the team that they are now, even then. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who's developed into the better team. On paper, it looks like Cincy, but... You know, we could, we still might be able to get a result here. I'm hoping for a, a draw, and if we could get a win, I'd be. Ecstatic. What's your What's your score for for this game, uh, John? I think it's going to be a one-one. I think we're going to see another another one-one. I think we're they're too good not to score, and I think we're too good not to score. Oh wow! All
1: right, uh, I will go um, against against the grain, like always. I will say. For the first time in the year 2023, Orlando City, yes, the Lions, yes, the Kings of Florida will win in TQL Stadium with a brace from Duncan McGuire.
2: Yeah, we need big dunk to get one.
1: And a goal of the corner from... Schlegel <laughs> coming off the bench. Oh, three man. to three nil Orlando win. There you go. I said it. Love it. If we win three nil, what does that mean for Orlando? If we be if we, if we if we if we if we beat
2: Cincy, I'm getting excited. I mean, because uh, yeah, I mean, we gotta in order to get the supporters' shield, like we'd have to go in a real tear, of you course. know, but it's, it's, I don't think tough. that's gonna happen. I think. But I just want to maintain (laughs) third or fourth, Luis. I'll be. Come on, man. We're talking about Orlando City. Like you said, when was the last time we finished an MLS season in the top four? In the top four. I don't think we've ever finished. We've never done that. I'm sure we've definitely never finished in the top four. So. I'll be ecstatic if we maintain our position. If we get any higher, if we get into 2nd, I don't even know what I'll do. So we
1: I mean, in a way, in a way, you know, the way things look and if Orlando wins, I mean, we kind of could. Um It'd be awesome to Austin do that. Austin needs to give us a little bit of a push, you know? And uh who else? Who else is uh it's Austin and then Philly right Philly play.
2: we want some some draws in the east that's what we want that helps us get up
1: so Philly plays on Sunday against the Red Bulls so if the Red Bulls and Austin do us a favor I love Austin I will say every when I went to Austin like <laughs> I love Austin like, I I never been to the actual cover in Orlando I, I didn't go to Austin but I have, I have been to the city of Austin which is amazing you know great food uh, music all of that If Austin beats New England and then Philly loses against the Red Bulls and we win, we'll be second, guys. Top two. Top two, man. And a new rivalry on top of that. You know? I love it. Hopefully, I'm going to, you know, tomorrow, 3 0, man. You know, Orlando City. It says, bros. Frozen something. We beat three nil, Sinzi. We finished fourth in 2020. Yeah, we finished fourth in 2020.
2: Oh, that's true. We we
1: we're, we're better now, so, right? So we cannot say that was a COVID
2: year, man. That was weird that year. Yeah, that was uh, a back, that, right? We did well I yeah, back, yeah, yeah. And
1: yeah. um, Victor yeah. Sanchez, Louis, you predicted one one time. We hope you. We hope you're correct tomorrow. Let's go. Let's
2: go. That was I'm the last now? time you predicted us to win four nil against who is it <laughs> we beat 4-0 help me luis oh try. i
1: don't remember i don't remember <laughs> i just uh, I, I throw the toronto yeah toronto i think it was toronto um, yeah you yeah.
2: predicted that bang on And i think you got like three out of the four strikers yeah i'm sorry goals uh correct from from who it was so yeah man but Hopefully... i love a 3-0 i think that's unrealistic sorry to say but I, I,
1: know, I know, I know. <laughs> You're I mean, dreaming.
2: You're dreaming. With no, I'm saying I'm nil. I'm
1: I'm dreaming. If I mean, if we win three 0 with a brace of Duncan, I mean, he'd be the oh. top top goal scorer for Orlando City. Like he's definitely going to the national team. Then you have uh, beating the best team in the East.
2: Like. I'm dreaming if we if we win. I'm dreaming. Cincy. I don't care what the score is. I'll take a 1-0, you know, Pappy special with a, a 99th That's minute right. goal. I don't care.
1: Yeah, because then we got Columbus at home in the 16th. No, no, no. The, yeah, Columbus at home. Right? And then we have New York City away. We have to play in that baseball field. I think if we beat Cincy, we go into a really good momentum to face the the beast, the beast incarnate, and that's not Brock Lesnar. That is Inter-Miami, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: I mean, but if we want to win MLS Cup, man, we have to beat these big teams. So, you know, we did it against St. Louis. Charlotte was a bit of a hiccup. Not bad. We still got an away draw against a team that we seem to have a problem with. So I'll take the point. Um, But, you know, if we could beat Cincy on the road, that's a real statement.
1: That's a real statement right there. Are we going to be in the front cover of Apple TV?
2: No, no. no really. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Are we going to be push notifications about the fact that we're right. in I don't think so. I don't think
1: so. Uh, you know, I heard a rumor.
2: I don't know if it's true that the
1: NBA may be coming to Apple TV as well. Turning into that MLS bandwagon.
2: Is Messi gets some of the NBA money. Is that part of the deal too?
1: <laughs> oh, man. But, anyways, I wanted to. A... Uh, thank everyone that watched the show today. If you listen to us, thank you so much for your support. The best way you can support us is by joining all of our social media outlets and and it is just by subscribing to our, our YouTube channel. That's we're trying to reach the 1K mark. Uh, we're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando or LP underscore Podcast, as well as on Twitter as LP underscore Podcast, and we're on Instagram as LP underscore Podcast as well, and on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for watching us today. And vamos Orlando, guys. Take care. Let's win three points. Have a good one.
0: Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as L-P-O underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and ¡Vamos, Orlando!